said that you're only as good as your last release. So, if things go like I think they're gonna go, I better release something else really quick after the show. Well, good luck. Here we go! We Talk Games, the weekly show. Sometimes it's not weekly in a row. On the telephone, I think, the Google hey. phone. David, David, are you, are you in? Yeah, you're in left. Okay. Wiggs, can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Can you hear me? David has left the call. I didn't think that thing would get 10 feet. <laughs> oh, there you are in, in the flesh. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Turn off your video. Sorry. You're looking like the people that can't get their hair cut. You can hear me. All right. I can, I can hear actually hear you too. now. Is my voice still soft? No, you're good. You're, you're strong. I'm good. I'm strong. You got the strength. You can hang a beach towel on that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm a little under the sleepy. Who cares? Because we're going to talk games. And today, we're going to do what you've been playing lately. But we're going to do what you've been playing lately with David. It's going to be a what you've been playing lately like we usually do, like I did with Kyle. Except I sort of did play the game that he played and we mostly talked about in the game that we played, but we didn't know. We're going to talk about two different games, and I don't even know the game that David's going to talk about. And I don't think you know about the game I'm going to talk about. Correct. So, David, what you've been playing lately? Okay, so I've been playing Blackbird, which is a digital download on the Switch. It's actually coming out. If people who like love physical copies like I do, Limited Run is selling it right now. I don't know for how much longer, but Limited Run Games is selling the physical form. It's a shmup. It's a shoot 'em up <laughs> uh, game. You mean shooter? I'm, shooter. Yeah, it's a shooter. I'm not a huge shmup guy. Oh, uh, you mean this, shooter? You mean shooter? You shoot 'em up as cowboys. Bing, bing, pow, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you a cowboy, that? are you? You're a Blackbird. It's the name of the game, Blackbird. The reason why I love this game is it's because it's one of those classic weirdo games coming out of Japan. I don't know if this is like some kind of a Japanese fable or something. I, I really don't know the backstory. But essentially, when you start the game, you see a girl. She wanders onto the street. She collapses and she dies, okay? And people just like walk right over her. And some old guy with a hat comes around and he like pokes her with a stick and she doesn't move and then he walks away. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it's morbid and she turns into an egg and she hatches into this blackbird creature and you're bent on revenge or destruction or whatever. It sounds yeah, like Ico, Ico, not Ico for the PlayStation, but there was a Bollywood movie where the fellow turned into a fly and then he kung fu'd. <laughs> the uh, antagonist to get his girlfriend back okay but oh my god the ending but the but this the 3d graphic oh, this is completely off topic but it just it just reminds me of that uh, you, being in being a uh, smaller type of creature out for revenge and i did want to mention when you say the physical copy we never really talk about this too much and the limited runs who does the limited runs that you normally pick up there's a couple different makers depending on the type of game. I pretty much only play the Switch. And so limited run games, well, they develop a few games, but they mostly publish games. They publish small batches of download-only games specifically made for the Switch. 
what was my Super Meat Boy on? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. That was a limited run. Yeah. I know I picked mine up at Best Buy. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I bought the digital download from GameStop, and I talked the kid into giving me the card that you normally have to hand over to them. And I was like, oh, right. I, I don't get to keep the piece of cardboard that says the name of the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That was for the Xbox. Yeah. So there's a couple of um, publishers out there that do these small batch physical versions of, of download only games and love the concept. Like if I'm going to spend money on a game, I like having it on the shelf. You know, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. I got another game like that. Oh, oh, uh, not Guacamelee. That wasn't limited run, I don't think. In fact, they came out with like a Guacamelee super edition that had uh, one and two of uh, Super Turbo Championship Edition and like a, a map. I don't know, a, you know, s- secret stuff, poster you hang on your wall of Evil Knievel doing the Iron Horse stance signed by me. <laughs> you know, bring me a picture of a tree and I will put love, Wiggly of Super Meat Boy. Yes, Limited Run is a good one. Another one is Special Reserve. They do some cool games. They did Messenger, which is like... Um, Kind of like Ninja Gaiden 2.0. That's an awesome game. Limited Run just sent me my physical copy of Blossom Tales, which I'm a huge fan of. Blossom Tales of Sleeping King for people who love those like Crystalis Zelda type games. But we can talk about that some other time. Bill Bixby directed a lot of the final episodes of The Blossom. Oh, really? <laughs> and Blossom TV <laughs> I show. I don't know if that has anything to do with Blossom Tales or not. Is Joey on there and he goes, ooh. I can't remember what Joey's... I, this was going to be a pretty good joke because I, Joey was famous for saying, you know, like the Fonzie would say, hey, and Joey would say, I don't remember. That's the problem. I'm <laughs> saying so he said, no. Ooh. That show from like 19, like 91. Yes. Yeah. With, with Joey and that, that girl, I don't remember her name. Miley, 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 Miley stock. Remember what Joey's saying was? Whoa. It was whoa. That's right. Like, that's, whoa. That's, yeah. <laughs> You sound like you're underwater, but that's okay. We've done this before. Well, When you're on the transcontinental telephone call with the chief technology officer of Taito, then that's okay. You know, you're in the same boat. Right. So that's not a bad boat to be in. And fortunately, it's not four in the morning. So that's good for me. So tell us about Blackbird Tales more. I'm not, yeah, like I said, I'm not a shooter fan, but what really pulls me in are really three things, I think, is, uh, well, four things. One, the story is weird. It's an abnormal story, and I can get to the ending. There's lots of endings. I don't know how many endings there are. There might be like two dozen endings. Okay. I can tell you what I think is the best ending that I've gotten. Two, it's simple. It's just like a classically simple game. You shoot and you throw bombs, and that's it. And you get upgrades, but essentially it's a two-button game. And then third, the pixel art is gorgeous. Like It's just beautiful. The backgrounds are beautiful animation for the um, bosses are beautiful. The character is beautiful. It's just the pixel art is gorgeous. Finally, the music might be the best part about the game, which sounds crazy for a shooter, but... Not the shooter I'm going to talk about. Okay, so I don't really know how to explain the music. It sounds like you've walked into an opera from a foreign planet. The singing and the intensity and the words, the words are, it's a fake language. It's not a real language. So it's like the fifth element. It's like the fifth. Yes. Thank you. Money. It sounds like you're in the opera house at the fifth element and it is so weirdly awesome. I just had a blast playing this game. It's not a long game. 
you could probably get through the first four levels in an hour, and then it goes into like true mode, and you have to beat it in that mode. Depending on how well you do, you'll get a different ending, and the endings are truly bizarre. The endings are everything from this girl like getting burned at the stake to hmm. the girl's spirit going through what appears to be her home because hmm. you really don't understand like where she came from, and you get to see all of this artwork that her and her dad did, and it seems like you know they were really close. Now, what is the era and what is the environment? Where do you think this takes place in at what period in time? It visually looks like a fake 1920s, 1930s world with like a lot of industry. Okay. The the ends of the levels, you have to defeat a tower, which kind of looks like a castle. And then once you defeat the tower, you face the boss. Okay, so I'm going to say it's in Czechoslovakia. Maybe. It has that like 1920s, 1930s feel to it. Does it smell like wood is burning all the time? Right. And like a little bit of pee, you know? Yes. So um, maybe it's Germany. So anyway, her spirit's floating through and you can see pictures of her life and how close she is with her dad. And then you can see she's sick and her dad's reading to her and then she dies. And you can see her dad like lose his mind and blacks out all the drawings that they made and creates this story. So instead of this book with their cute pictures, he creates this story of this black bird bent on destroying this world. So his world is destroyed. So he creates this story of this black bird destroying the world. And then you see him as an old man in a rocking chair outside and he dies with the book in his hand and the little girl's spirit goes to him. And that's how it ends. I think that's the best ending. So, There might be a better ending. Somebody, I don't know. I didn't go on YouTube or whatever. And her her father isn't Trigon, I guess, though. <laughs> no. Just, that's a, that's a no, very niche like, joke it's, right it's, there. It's, it's like these sad stories set to this weird fucking music in a fake language with really cool pixel art. And it's simple and fun and it's hard. If you're our age and you grew up playing games in the 80s, this is like any shooter game that's really, really hard. It's not like harder than any of the shooter games that, you know, you grew up with. You get power-ups, they improve your bombs, your bullets or whatever they are. They're sort of like white sparks that come out of the black bird. Okay, that's, that sounds pretty cool. Once you defeat an enemy, actually, it's sort of like a risk-reward. You have to, like, collect gems. When they're at their biggest, as time goes by, they get smaller. And it's like a risk-reward because when you collect them, like, right away, like, you might get hit by, like, another enemy as you're trying to, like, rush and collect a bigger gem than a smaller gem, if that makes sense. Sure. It's a hard game. There's lots of stuff flying around you. You're trying to get upgrades. You're trying to get gems or whatever. And uh, uh, But it's short, and it's um, something that you can knock out in a couple hours. Okay, I didn't know this was for the Switch. I thought it was for the PC or something. Yeah, you can get it for the PC, and you can download it on the Switch. I think it's $19.99 download on the Switch. Okay. And then the physical run, I believe Limited Run is selling it for like $39.99. Okay, okay. Of course, being a bird, it reminds me of Calibri for the 32X, but I'm sure it's absolutely nothing like that. Calibri was a hummingbird. It was a shooter, but you didn't just go linearly force scrolling to the right. You did do that, but you also went up and down. To be honest with you, I can't recall exactly everything that you did in that game, although I would like to go back to it. But you are really small on the screen because, you know what? I better not even say that because I don't recall. I just remember being able to turn left or right, or that might be just a memory in my mind. Blackbird, you can scroll left or right. It's not like you're only facing right and you have to like back up. 
it's not like that at all. Now you don't drop eggs or <laughs> trying to make this. That would it be could be eggs, but they look like bombs to me. I think they're bombs. Yeah, that would be pretty not serious if you were dropping eggs on people. Right. Existentially, do you think this is in the few seconds before she actually loses all of her life that she goes through this stage? Or do you think this is more of a mystical, after-death, mythological... So the ending, to me, makes it seem like the entire game was just a story that the father wrote because he was so bitter at the world and so angry at the world for taking what mattered to him the most, his daughter. So now he's creating this fictional character in the book he wrote that destroys the world. It seems like their spirits connect again, that the whole game was just a story that he created and, and wrote in a book. I see. That sounds really cool. I'm going to absolutely check it out. I wish there was a demo because in this economy, I can't be Kyle, but (laughs) who can afford to be a blackbird in this economy? Obviously, I just woke up and it's night and tired. You die, you start from the beginning. Wow. Once your health meter hits zero, you're done. Like your game's over. No save states and no starting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's great. But it's a quick game. You know, you knock out four levels in an hour. How many levels again? Four. Well, but then you have true mode and you have to beat it again. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Do you know what the multiple endings are based upon? Are they based upon how well you do or just random? I think they're based upon how few times you get hit Mm. and the the number of power-ups you get. Okay. But some of them are like shitty endings. Like the one ending, she gets like burned at the stake. Yeah, that's crazy. I like that. Yeah. That's why I didn't know what time period it took in, took place in. I'm very interested in knowing what the enemies are like. The stages are harder, frankly, than the bosses. Okay, that's good. They're much harder to me. Once you figure out the pattern for the boss, you can beat the boss fairly fairly easily. There's usually like two stages to each boss, you know, where it like transforms into something else. And then you have to figure out that pattern. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of drag on for a little bit. The enemies are funny looking, man. They're like these little dudes with almost like smiley white faces that you're killing left and right. They're weird. They're interesting. Everything about this game is so weird. Great. There's a lot of enemies that are that are like floating on, and I don't know if they're floating on like a spirit or, but it to me it looks like, you know when you're a kid and you pick up a dandelion or whatever when it's in that seed phase? Uh-huh. And you blow on it, the yes. little seeds that pop up? Like a will-o'-wisp. Yes. That's what it looks like they're floating on. That's really great. It sounds like the development team took a lot of ideas from different really great games and then made also made something original because I'm going to mention the Darius series from Taito that has the electronic opera music that sounds similar to what you, you were mentioning, but I don't know because I haven't heard the Blackbird. So what have you been playing lately, Wiggs? I have been playing a hundred million games. And as I mentioned to Kyle, it's hard to remember what games I'm supposed to talk about with whom. But what I will do, so first I want to mention about Taito's games and specifically games for the iPad. I know some of them were released for consoles as well, like the Ray series. I wanted to go into this a little bit as an Arcade Weekly Ray Crisis, Ray Storm, and Ray Force. If you did want to play a game from that without me talking too much about it, then I would say you play the first one, which is the ugliest one, which is Ray Force. 
But even though it's ugly, it's actually easiest to control because your finger doesn't get in the way of things. And even though it's one of these lock on to shoot your missiles and a lot of things coming at you from different levels in the game because it's, it's very 3D. It's the one that you control the best. And like I said, I don't want to go into these games right now, but of those uh, three that are in the race series, that's the only one that I think is playable. We'll probably do like a weekly talkland, talk, <laughs> weekly talking about maybe son of, a, son of a Gun and some of them that are in the arcade and some of them on our home consoles. And also Ray Force is the only one that's in vertical mode. So you can actually see enemies coming at you in the horizontal mode when you're trying to play Ray Crisis and Ray Storm. It's really hard to avoid anything. Your hand and your fingers just get in the way of uh, how many bullets are coming at you. Now, Darius Burst, which is side-scrolling, is great to play with your fingers. You're going to have no problem playing with your one finger to do it. And then you're other hand is going to be doing things like the burst mode but you could have things on auto you could turn off the auto if you want to tap 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 tap. of course Darius burst is pretty gorgeous it's from 2011 the thing is is that I went back to these games that I didn't even realize that I had Mm -hmm. and that's why I wanted to do this show because there's this one title that really blew me away but while I'm on title I want to mention that Groove Coaster 2 still works on this current operating system. I think we're on 13 for the iPad. Although Groove Coaster, the interface is like a little bit broken and then it's not, then it's okay. And the game plays very well and the songs are great. I think you could still buy song packs, but it's very confusing because the interface is a little funky. So I don't know how they kept it working at the same time, not keeping up with it. But today I want to talk about what I've been playing and what I've been playing has been a crossover Taito title, bringing two great franchises together as one. One franchise you might be a little tired on, another one you might be very not tired on, which was the Arkanoid series, Arkanoid versus Space Invaders. You never get tired of either of those series. You're right, because Space Invaders had so many iterations, especially I I like to talk about the Space Invaders 80, 90... I'm going to say Space Invaders 95. I think that's what it was. (laughs) And when I talked to Taito and the chief technology officer, he's like, I don't really know. They come up with something new every year. And I'm like, oh, my God, this was like the game that we talked about the most on our shows. I think the, the subtitle is Attack of the Loonies, something like that. It's just an amazingly fun Space Invaders. Maybe someone would compare it to a Parodius, but I would not because I don't like comparing things to Parodius. But it's a very fun version of Space Invaders. And I haven't been excited about a version of Arkanoid since the Arkanoid for the NES that was bundled with the Vouse controller in the late 80s. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know how to say Vouse, so I'm going to call it Vouse. So let me talk a little bit about Arkanoid versus Space Invaders. First of all, what an awesome thing to think of because Space Invader normally has the more boring type of barricade, I guess, that your your little gun would hide behind. But mm-hmm. thinking of taking the Arkanoid paddle or the Arkanoid <laughs> the Arkanoid Vouse and making that be able to try to knock around Space Invaders, you already got me before yeah. even playing this game. But this game is so much more 
I can't believe I didn't know about this. Like I said, I went back and I'm like, oh my God, I have some games that are from, I don't know when the Ray Crisis series came out. So let's talk about the invaders from another dimension have launched an all-out assault on the galaxy. Dubbed Space Invaders. <laughs> these, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole guide in. It's a whole side story. Dubbed Space Invaders. These mysterious life forms have crushed countless planets. And unfortunately, when I took a screenshot of this, I'm going to have to assume it says planets because it went right into the lens flare, uh, which is completely white and the text is white. The planet civilizations in their conquest. To counter this dire threat, the surviving members of the human race have gathered their greatest heroes. And now, what do you mean their greatest heroes? We'll find out. Their greatest heroes and develop two space weapons to strike back at the invaders. The photon-powered mothership Arkanoid. And the space skirmish Vaus. So the skirmisher Vaus is part of the mothership Arkanoid. These weapons are man. <laughs> this goes into solar flare too because it's just scrolling. These weapons are mankind's only <laughs> to <laughs> repel the invaders' threat. And this is like I'm reading the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh off of the fragments of the uh, cylinder seals. Mm. The repeat of the invaders' threat to turn. The tide of battle against the alien marauders. The Arkanoid and Vows have been deployed to the front line. Aha, they've been deployed to the front line. I think that might have been cheeky. I'm not sure. The time has come for the counterattack that will decide the fate of the entire galaxy ellipses. Which I think is acceptable because there's, of course, more to the story. I don't know what else somebody would have said about it, but I guess they'll say it at the end because there is a narrator that takes you through things and that's Nadia. Nadia shows up. She doesn't think that you're really up to it, but uh, you know, who knows, pilot, you might be uh, okay at delivering through the vows. And even though there's 150 stages to this game, which I played through all 150 stages because wow. that's what I want to do for you. Plus there's extra things to obtain. Can I ask you a question? You can. And I I never looked this answer up. Is there an ending to Gauntlet? Oh, my God. Why would you ask me that out of nowhere when I'm absolutely not prepared for that (laughs) and not smart smart enough to remember? Yeah, I I can't remember either. I can remember getting to level, I think I got to level 100, and then there was another level, and I was like, F this game. That was it. Oh, I see. It just, yeah. Did it circle around back around to, to level one? No, it just kept going. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I hijacked it, but go ahead. No, that's okay, because that's a great question, because it was an arcade title. Now, when they brought it home, I'm not sure if it was different. I know that if you played Dungeon Explorer for the PC Engine, that had an ending, and that was, of course, a giant gauntlet ripoff, except I think that only went up to two players, which is sad, because you had to multi-tap, but... Dungeon Explorer 2, I believe, is a CD, and that game is really hard to find. And when you do find it, you're going to break the bank. But go (laughs) ahead. So while we're on the topic of shooters and turbo games, what is your favorite shooter game on the turbo? Oh, my gosh. That's another uh, hard one, although I talk about it all the time, and it's Hanatakadaka. 
Hana Takadaka is right up there. We did a review of that. You could check. Uh, you know what? You can't look that up because it wasn't an arcade game, but it was a should-be arcade game. So if you find our stream on any one of these uh, sites that, that have the aggregator, you can definitely do a search for Hana Takadaka or Super Long Nose Goblin, as uh, it was called in the West here, when people would spend the $110 to bring over their turbo games. So there's three great elements about Arkanoid Space Invaders. As I mentioned, you're playing Arkanoid. Now, everybody remembers Arkanoid, I hope. Probably not. <laughs> Never mind. But the predecessor for Arkanoid, Taito, was the answer to Atari's breakout. And when you played the Arkanoid for the Game Boy, Mario actually jumped in the Vouse. So now we know that people do go into this Vouse to pilot the ship. And the big difference between Arkanoid and Space Invaders, in which are block-breaking games that you use a paddle, which unfortunately I can't remember what the paddle's actually called. It's not called a paddle, and it's not called a ponger, which no one ever called it. It's called a something else, and uh, damn it if I can remember. But we know people can crawl into this thing and, and pilot it, and that's what you do in here. First, as an anonymous pilot, then when you beat the first level, and I think they're composed of 15 levels to each stage, and then you fight a boss battle. So using a weapon on a Vouse, as it were, to fight space invaders is a great concept. Now, you would think, okay, this would be perfect to play with some type of spinner knob, but you can't play with a spinner knob because you have a safe space, as they call it, so you can move your valves up and down as well as left and right to a certain limit as how far up you can go into the screen. It is a vertical game, which is perfect because if, imagine trying to play as horizontally. It would be just awful. So once you finish the first 15, you unlock other characters that can jump into the valves. And just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, you usually unlock three or sometimes four after you complete a level. We got Bob from Bubble Bobble. Mm-hmm. We got Bob, and, and then we got the Devo guy from Frontline. That's why I thought maybe they were tongue-in-cheeky, the Frontline. And then you also got Bubby as one of your first unlocks from Rainbow Islands. Now, for some reason, they don't have uh, Bimmy or Jimmy. They ha- they don't have uh, Bobby, I guess. Bubby and Bobby, I guess. They don't have Bobby, so I don't know what happened to him. He might be in prison. I'm not sure. But Bob from Puzzle Bobble, he fires missiles upwards. I should back up a little bit. Once you power up your meter by killing a certain number of enemies or actually just knocking back a certain number of projectiles that are being shot down at you by the invaders... It fills up this meter where you get this giant bow and arrow, like from Puzzle Bobble. Uh, I didn't even think about that, but that's what it is, except now it's uh, sort of like an angel's bow and arrow, but gigantic. And you can shoot that. They just call it the ball. You can shoot that ball out in the, uh, they don't call it the panic mode. They can call it the action mode. I'll tell you later on in the show what they actually call it, because some of the people that do this, they say it's during a certain mode. Like, <laughs> this one character that I had to take a, a screenshot I want to send to Kyle because you unlock Chacken from Chack and Pop. And we talked about Chack and Pop a lot. And Chack and Pop grabs the bullets and the ball and then fires them upwards. So, just like in Arkanoid, you could get that stick power where the ball, or in this case, the bullets and things like that, will stick 
to the paddle and then you can tap to shoot them straight up at the enemies. That's your power up. Bubby has the ability to accelerate deflected bullets and the ball. That's good to beat this time limit. So by the way, you have a time limit of maybe 30 seconds or 45 seconds, depending on where you are in the, in the game. So this is a great game built for using your finger touch to move around the Vouse. Works perfectly. The Vouse will reflect bullets, so you're not trying to auto-fire or something like that. And your finger doesn't get in the way. The only problem is because you do have to really move your finger around this thing, especially if you want to go into the hard mode. There's a regular mode and a hard mode. I'm not sure if you unlock uh, the hard mode after you beat normal mode, but you swipe to the left or right if you don't know how to do that to make that happen. Also, I wanted to talk about the Devo guy from Frontline. He's just the red helmeted guy. And because of the age of Frontline, his hat sort of happens to look like the Devo power domes. But that extends the length of your Vouse. So your Vouse will extend in length when you get the power up. After you shoot the arrow and your ball's in play, that's when your power ups usually happen. Now, some characters, the power ups can happen just when you fill up your special meter. There's also a special meter that you collect these little droplets. There's droplets that can give you extra time. And then there's droplets that can uh, do bad things to your Vouse, but those only happen in hard mode. And in hard mode, you can't let any of the bullets get past you or they'll knock seconds off of your, your timer. So this is all, like I mentioned, because there's a time limit, this is a perfect game to play on one of your eye devices because with a limited amount of time, you can just do one or two levels and bomb out, or just one level and bomb out and then come back to the game. And of course, if you're gonna try to do all 150 levels in a day, then you're gonna have a stinky butt. So don't try to do that. And as you go through, you unlock different types of all of the Taito franchise, like Nico from Spica Adventure, which uh, who she allows the bomb to pass through bricks. So in this game, you not only have the bricks from Arkanoid, but you also have the invaders from Space Invaders. And the Space Invaders can be all different types of sizes and shapes, and they're in their pixelated form. And of course, the bricks can have different thicknesses and different amounts of time that you have to hit them as well, as some of the Space Invaders get tougher and tougher. And then you get the gold-blocking bastards that you can't get rid of. Those are just blocks made of gold that it's just going to tink off of, and you got to try to manipulate your way around it and these levels are set up so well and the story that moves you along is so well done i mean this game i don't know how long it must have taken to program this game i don't know how long it must have taken to create the story for this game and the voice acting is phenomenal as a ton of voice acting now it's all in japanese mm -hmm. but very good actors and all the text is in english so if that's your sort of thing to read English, then you got that. That's good for you. I rarely ever draw attention to music, except in the case of something like Darius or in the case of uh, Super Big Brother, Choaniki. This music is exceptional. And Taito almost always creates my favorite game music, like in Darius. And you really began to notice this once the games switched to Red Book Audio, being able to be played off of CDs. This was composed by Zutato. But... Zutato is a 37-member group so far. It's actually an entire company that develops music for some of the greatest games of Taito. 
on February 22nd of 2018, Taito released a press release that today they announced the release of over 3,000 music tracks created by the team Zutantam. And you can listen to them on Spotify as well. And they're the world's largest music streaming service. <laughs> Spotify is why did I read that? Okay, because uh, I'm reading a press release. Uh, they celebrated their 30th anniversary in 2017. So unfortunately right now, there's not enough zeros in there for me to try to do that subtraction. But they created so many games and game sounds for Taito. And mainly, you're, we're talking about the Darius series, the Ray series, Ninja Warrior, which I shouldn't even mention because of my hate for Ninja Warrior, <laughs> Arkanoid, Puzzle Bobble. In addition to Spotify, you can find these songs also available on iTunes, Apple Music, Mora. A lot of people use Mora. I've never heard of it. Amazon. Uh, Zuntata has released over 80 albums since 1987. And you can also follow them on Twitter, which I recently got back on to. You could be my fifth follower if you're really into that type of thing. I'm Wiggly Check. If you want to follow them, it's Taito underscore Zuntata. And it's just as it sounds. <laughs> Z-U-N-T-A-T-A. Now, I did want to mention the music for Super Big Brother, Choaniki, because I mentioned it, and it's my favorite soundtrack. Only followed second, I think, in music by Darius. Because, you know, the chiptunes are great. The uh, PCM stuff, I love it. There's certain music like For Devil's Crash that I absolutely love. But Super Big Brother is, of course, made by Maseya, which I mentioned before, NCS, the people that made the Shockman series when we talked about them. Different composers throughout the years for Super Big Brother, which was begun by Koji Hayama. And one of my favorite composers, Mizuguchi, who went under the alias of Don Macau. Don Macau. That fits right into the things that I do. And I think his music sounds a lot like the music I do as well. What I wanted to do was play this song for you and show you why I think it sounds like the music that I do. Try to figure out why you might think that I like this song. Here we go! Absolutely. And it's upbeat. Love the music. Love the sampling. I didn't know that they had entire teams committed to coming up with tracks. Taito has the company that produces songs for him. The ones for Super Big Brother, they were just uh, individual composers that made this. Gotcha. And this was the first time I ever ripped songs off of CD. That song comes from the PlayStation version called Choaniki Kyoko Kyoko Mukteki Ginga Sakyo Otaka, which roughly translates to Super Big Brother, which is absolutely not what it's called, but it roughly translates into English as Super Big Brother, the ultimate most powerful man in the Milky Way, or you could say uh, Super Big Brother, the ultimate invincible, most galactically powerful man. Then Koji Hiyama, the original creator, returned to score a few of the songs for that soundtrack as well, as well as Don Macau and two other people that created it for that, Iwasaki and uh, Kashihara. And then there was, only, I might as well mention, the only other guy was Mizoguchi. I don't know why. I, mean, I better not take a guess. Maybe he's dead. 
Jumping back to Darius, uh, what made the music so great in there is the arcade game used two YM-2203 chips clocked at 4 megahertz and one MSM-5205 chip, which clocked at 384 kilohertz. So you had three dedicated sound chips, and the MSM-5205 chip is featured prominently in the song's inorganic beat and the chaos, which is the main theme, of course. Everybody knows that, not the theme for Iron Fossil, which I think Iron Fossil is in every version of the game Darius and while I mention Iron Fossil once you unlock these characters each one of you know I have to figure out which skill am I going to use on here now you can get I think it's the second batch oh actually it might be the third batch because you unlock Spy from Spy Hunter who is in his cartoon form which I have to think comes off of the um, side arcade art and then you unlock this fella and here we go you will immediately know what I'm doing choose and then, I thought you did that. Oh, you do this. Start. Did you hear that roar? You yeah, unlock, what was that? That you unlock Iron Fossil from the Darius series. So you're the, uh, okay. you're the first boss in the Darius series. And when he loses, I'm going to try to, I can't, I probably should have taken a, 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 a level that I would have lost quickly in. But there's all different types of things like uh, these these arrows that move your bullets in in a certain direction back and forth, so that when you shoot it up at the the, the creatures, it you can move lose. There's different levels where you try to either break down all the bricks, and it'll tell tell you what your target is at top. And uh, sometimes it says defeat 91 Space Invaders. And there's his roar when you finally get defeated. So I flipped my nut when I saw the fact that Iron Fossil is in there. And there's also another unlockable character from the Darius series, which uh, I also flipped my nut off. Now, I won't go through everything that the skills that can control the valves. I'm just going to go through the characters that you can unlock. And uh, one is called Monsta. Now, I don't know if you know who Monsta is. I'll give you a hint. He's purple with red eyes. And uh, I don't know how else to describe him. Every time that it says skill in this game, every single level of the 150 levels, when I unlocked somebody and selected them and looked at what their skill was, I always thought it said skrill. That's my eyeballs trying to play this to get through 150 levels to talk about it for this game. Plus the extra going back to unlock all the extra characters. But he's from Bubble Bobble. So you get Monster from Bubble Bobble. As we go on, you get Nico Kanzaki, who is from Question Mark, because no one knows what game she is from. So I'm going to have to say she's from 1974 Attack UFO, because her special ability is to call a platinum UFO to fire bullets at the Vouse, which can then be deflected to attack enemies and uh, blocks, and that lasts for four seconds. Because she's like an anime girl, and I have no idea what she could possibly be from. I tried to think of every Taito game that I knew that might have had a sub-character that had this type of art style 
or maybe even the cabinet art of something, and I could think of nothing. So I made up that she came from Attack UFO, which was, I think it was a color version of Space Invaders, which then you can unlock from, and I keep looking at Skrill, you can unlock Ninja from Ninja Warriors, which hate Ninja Warriors. I'm not going to try to mention everyone's ability, but in this one, when you finally get all his power-ups, if he misses any type of thing like the ball or some of the bullets shot down by the invaders, when it hits the bottom line, he goes, yeah, and he ninja shoots all of the bullets back up like spikes that ricochet off of things. Drunk is in this. Drunk, you might know him from no game because you wouldn't know his name was that, but Drunk is from Bubble Bobble as well. He's the little guy that's in the green sort of priest robe that has a cane with the hook cane on it. He's from Bubble Bobble. Then you get Yuma from Space Coaster 3EX. She's from the Space Coaster 3EX. And I don't really remember her because, like I said, Groove Coaster 2 on the uh, iPad is broken. And I never played it past 2. And I should because that's a really great game. I do want to mention that in Groove Coaster, it's really only the interface that's a little glitchy at first. You could still go in. You can pick your songs. Then you sort of don't know how to get into the game after you double tap your songs. But once you do get into the game... It plays perfectly because to touch the little circles to make your grooves happen uh, works really well. Whereas when I mentioned uh, Konami's RB2 or whatever it was, Rhythm rhythm Boogie Down Productions, that one's just like a uh, playing the wood block along with the song. But this one actually can lose music and it's that great music probably made by Zuntata, I don't know. And I like to say Zuntata, which is probably not how it's pronounced, but I love it because it has the word Tatas in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get Lufia. Now, guess what game Lufia is from? Of course, she's from Lufia, the Fortress of Doom. Then you get Bub. And to be honest with you, even though he's a very early character that you unlock, I used him to defeat more enemies than any other character I used consecutively. When he finally gets his charge coming up, for seven seconds during boost is what they call it when you have the ball from the bow and arrow. During boost, he adds the extra ability to have his reflected ball or bullets go up and sort of like spread out in some crazy way. I don't know really how they spread out. I think they go up and then they blow out horizontally, but I can never really tell. I just know that it wipes out a whole lot of enemies and a whole lot of blocks. However, It's not like a superpowered thing that's going to go through blocks or go through invaders with any type of force. Then you unlock Kage. And of course, I flipped my nut out about this because I used to drive to Montgomeryville to just play Legend of Kage in the arcade that they had at that mall there. Are you a fan of Legend of Kage? Yeah, I love Legend. Now, I know it as a different name, I think, right? Not that I know. I, Did you call him Legend of Cage? Because that's probably what I called him back when I would go. I have the Famicom version of that game, and it's not called Legend of Kage. I'm going to tell you the ability while you find out what you think the name of the, the guy is. He has a Salvo Plus. So what happens is when he collects the bullets or the ball, it only lasts for two seconds and four shots, but he shoots a missile up at the people, which doesn't make any sense to me, but it's, it's, it's really a missile and you only get four shots of that, but it does a lot of damage. So at that level of the game, he's a good character to be. It is Legend of Kage. Okay. That, that game's awesome because you're just like cutting down ninjas as you jump 1300 feet in the air. I love that game. Go ahead. Yes. When I played that in the arcade, when it first came out and I was able to do that type of 
movement that you would see later. Well, you actually saw it earlier, but you would know it from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Tiger, Dragon. That movie, <laughs> can never get that right. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, you know, that real floaty type of thing. It was also used in a lot of other Kung Fu movies. But when you started jumping up into the tree limbs and jumping up and up and up into these giant trees so high that you could actually get above the treetops. Now, this was one of the games that I didn't realize had more than one level initially because I just love jumping in those trees so much. I thought you just had a certain area, a very long area, to just be jumping in these trees and fighting different ninjas, and the ninjas would get harder as you went on, throwing shuriken at you and swords and things like that. But, you know, then I eventually got to the second level and started to do the, the other things with it. But, yeah, it was like going into a dream because there yeah. was nothing like that at the time. And it really, that's why I drove to Montgomeryville to play the damn thing, which is, what, an hour and a half, something like that? One way. I also went to get comics at that time. Then you unlock uh, Nancy. Nancy, of course, from the game Chase HQ. Another odd pool. But like I said, you unlock people from everything. From Darius, you, you unlock Proko, and he's in his pilot suit and things like that. He's another person that slows down enemies' bullets. Now, see, so he's just like Spy slows down enemy bullets, but he does it for longer, does it for 10 seconds to a 33% slowdown effect. But still, for some reason, even though some of these people repeat powers in a little bit more powerful way, not many. There's 40 characters. I, I ended up going back to the earlier versions of that same skill. There's elements of Arkanoid in it, obviously. Of course, there's elements of Space Invaders in it. But then there's also elements of Sneezies in here. Sneezies. I don't know if you ever played that. It was created by a retro dreamer in 2008. And you can still get that for your iOS. It still works. Your Android and for your PSP and for the Apple TV, which is uh, kind of surprising. So Sneezies is where you tap on I don't know, how the hell do you play on the Apple TV by tapping? I don't understand that. But anyway, it's a, you get a whole bunch of sneezies on screen, and what you do is you tap one of the sneezies, and they're bouncing around a single screen. What do the sneezies look like? I don't know what you're talking they about. They look like little puff balls, okay? Okay. You'll have these little puff balls, and you have this well-drawn background animation, and there's only so many levels. You don't fight a boss or anything. It's just that it gets down to a point where you have to try to destroy a certain percentage of sneezies, so it's sort of like kicks, but you have to destroy a certain percentage of all the sneezies on screen in order to get to the next level. But you have these sneezies bouncing around the screen. They're going in all different directions and you touch one of the sneezes, he sneezes, and if some of his pollen from his fur or whatever you would call it touches other sneezes, it starts making a chain reactions because then they sneeze, and the sneeze takes a certain amount of time, and their, their sneeze spit, which is probably a terrible thing to play now. <laughs> sneeze spit, yeah. They may have renamed it, I don't know. They're more like pollen or fur, and they're very adorable and cute, and they make cute little sneezes and stuff like that. So... Your job is to make a certain percentage of all your sneezies on screen sneeze. And when they sneeze, they go away. Uh, so there's certain elements of that in here, which sort of means that there's certain elements of luck. Because although there is, I wouldn't say skill, but there's some strategy. Strategy is the best way to say it. There is some strategy involved in sneezies. In some of these levels of Space Invader versus Arkanoid, there are levels of luck that have to come into play, like 
hitting a block or hitting an enemy that might drop a power-up for you so that you could get the bow and arrow or drop the power-up so that you could use your special skill. And sometimes it won't give you that. Now, if you want to know if the Pong paddles control the way a ball bounces, if you think that might also just be luck or if there's skill involved, you will absolutely see that there is skill involved with hitting uh, an angled shot and far different levels of shots that come off those paddles. Now, for people that have played a lot of paddle games, we already know that. But for the younger listeners or maybe people that completely skipped over that time period, uh, they might think, I hey, just hit it around and, you know, try to get lucky, stuff like that. But no, it is more like, like air hockey, which also can be completely luck or skill. Right. Different places in paddle, you really get to see that when you get these slowdown options because you could really line up where you want to shoot that and you could see that you could you know, ricochet off the side wall to hit one of the blocks or hit one of the enemies. Or as things get harder, sometimes there's moving gold blocks that you got to try to get through. They won't go away. But if you hit a certain switch or a certain generator or a certain something like that, it blows up those lines. And now you can break those blocks, but you still only have that time limit. So you have to get things that either add time to your clock or characters that have the skill to stop your clock for a certain amount of time skrill i always look at that instead of their names the next character you unlock simond simond of course from poochie carrot which <laughs> how american am i poochie karat i should say and i don't i don't remember playing poochie karat i think that might be the only game i haven't played but uh her name is simond the sea monster <laughs> She's like a little maid, and uh, she's, yeah, she's really. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, she's really cute. Uh, okay, one of the characters comes from Darius Burst, which I just talked about. Darius Burst, Riga, pra- Riga Practica, no, Riga pra- Pratica. Yeah, I would. I guess it's Riga Pratica, and he's another pilot that would do that. He's the first guy that you get that has the really armor-piercing plus that can be used during attack mode for eight seconds. And the ball will not be deflected back when it hits or destroys a block, but it will travel straight through them instead. Initially, initially only some blocks. As some of the blocks get stronger, it will bounce back. So that's his strength. And I always like things like that. I always like when your ball can go through blocks like a hot knife through butter or whatever type of game you're playing where you have a power-up that goes through everything and it just mows everything down. So so I like his power-up. It's pretty cool. Next person is Wendy Ryan from Psychic Force. So you have a couple characters from Psychic Force in here. So I was, oh my God, this is another character I flipped out for. Reika from the game that only came to the Sega CD, I think. She's from Time Gal. Time Gal was a point-and-click game in the vein of Cliffhanger, the original one in the arcade. And, of course, that's one of the most obscure, unless I would say, like, Us versus Them or some other type of uh, crazy Laserdisc game. But it's like the Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, Space Ace, things like that. They also made Time Gal. So that came out for the Sega CD, and that was a lot of fun because it was an anime type of girl. Well, that was what Cliffhanger was from, too. Then you get TI2. TI2 is somebody from Darius Burst. And I got to tell you, I don't know who she is whatsoever, but she has the great lock-on skill. And don't you love when bullets can lock on to things? That's always one of the best power-ups to get, those lock-on type of missiles. So she could do that. It lasts for nine seconds. And the bullets will only try to get at the invaders. 
if the blocks are in the way, the bullets are still going to try to get to the invaders, but of course they'll hit the blocks instead, which actually could be a good strategy in some of the, the ways that the levels are laid out. I got to tell you, the levels are laid out so cleverly that I didn't want to stop playing this game. It almost kicked in my bipolar disorder. And maybe that's why I was able to get through so much of this game because I stayed up till two in the morning trying to get through this, some of this stuff. The next uh, person is, of course, Skrill. And I'm going to keep saying Skrill. But it's Tetsu Chan. Tetsu Chan, one of the female, I don't know if she was the engineer, but it's from Densha de Go. Go by train. I, I, this is another one I flip my nut for because I don't know of a lot of Americans that love to import the Densha de Go series, but I was a person that would get every single one of them. If it came out for the PlayStation, if it came out for the Wonder Swan, if it came out for anything, uh, I would try to get the Densha de Go series. It's go by train, and basically all you do is you drive different chain, trains with a first-person perspective through the, the engineer view, and you just had to stop on time. Basically, that's it. You stopped on time <laughs> at the terminal. And they even came out with a controller for it that had like the engineer type of uh, wheel that has the stick on it. Sort of like a suicide wheel that Sammy Davis Jr. lost his eyeball to. That type of thing. Okay. I don't know if you know what I mean, but it's a wheel that has a... Nope, I can't picture it. To drive a train. I don't know what you could do with a train. Sail it? No. To make a train go faster and slower or do whatever else a train can do. I don't know because I would just press a button. Uh, You take this wheel that has a, a rod sticking up from it, up, and you turn the wheel by holding on to this rod. So instead of sort of like an old fashioned lever of making things go from low to high, you can go around in a circle. So okay. that's what type of thing it is. And they actually made a giant controller over it, much like the controller they made for Mech for the Xbox 360, that MechWare game, uh, which mm-hmm. I would love to get my hands on. It had like 18 different types of buttons and it had a joystick with a, with a, a fire button. But oh my God, I'm sure those are worth like $5,000 by now. So, I, I, you know, like I said, I flipped my nut for that. I, I love that game. If you ever get to play one, don't ask me why it's fun, but it is. Psychic Force has another character, which is Keith Evans. Of course, Keith Evans is very popular in the Psychic Force series. And then we get, the, of course, the girl from Ninja Warriors. There's a dude Ninja Warrior. There's a girl Ninja Warrior. One wears blue Ninja, and the girl is in the red Ninja. And it's unfortunately so boring, but it was on three screens. It was one of the three-screen um, technology gimmicks that Taito had in play for a while, just like the Darius series. Or Darius. Actually, it would be pronounced Darius. That's another thing with the A should be pronounced Ah. But I call it Darius, and so fuck you, everybody. But I don't know if I ever mentioned about the technology with that, but actually, so the two end screens would be CRTs that you're looking at or arcade monitors that you're looking at. The third one would be the old school way of projecting the image onto a piece of plexiglass from above. So that would mean like the arcade monitor would be right by where your head is projecting down onto the plexiglass. And in this way, they made a seamless way beyond widescreen. Even before HD or 16 by 9 or anything like that, or even whatever the most widescreen. 16 by 9 is aspect ratio. Right. This aspect ratio was crazy. I mean, it was really slim to be three monitors across. But So that was a big, uh, big deal about that. From Psychic Force, you also get Emilio Michalov. And for some reason, 
that's the only person that's chibi. Everybody else is very serious looking. And I don't remember what that person, I'm going to say person because I'm, I, it might be a girl. It might be a guy. You know what? Maybe that was like a little power up that happened to you. That was an angel or something that would fly around your ship. I, I can't recall right now. And here I flipped out again. You get Seo-chan. When it came to the Super Nintendo, you will know. She was probably Pocky from Pocky and Rocky. Oh, yeah, Pocky and Rocky. Boy, that's another game that's gone through the roof. Good luck getting that on eBay. What about Pocky and Rocky and Becky? Did that come out in America? No, I think that was Japanese. Well, yeah, there's a Pocky and Rocky 2. Okay, that that probably is the one with Becky. I'm I'm uncertain. But what did they call that in America? Pocky and Rocky 2. Oh, (laughs) toy. Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. Well, in in, uh, in Japan, it was called Kiki Kai Kai, and uh, Kiki Kai Kai was an arcade game, and I played it to death on the uh, the PC Engine before I even knew it was an arcade game. This is a game I, I think I played as well, but it's very forgettable. Patrico is there from uh, Cleopatra's Fortune. You get another Psychic Force character whose name is Skrill. If I keep saying that, I'm going to punch myself in the face, bite a lead pipe and jump off the roof. Burn Griffies, Griffiths, and he's a really cool looking guy from Psychic Force. Next up is from Darius Burst, TI2 overclocked, overclocked. So instead of looking goth, now she's all super cyan goth, I guess. And here comes Linka, I almost called her Skrill, my God. Linka from Groove Coaster. So now we get a character from Groove Coaster. I'm not sure, is she the MC from Groove Coaster? We get Skrill. <laughs> Ptolemy from Fairyland Story is an unlockable. So for some reason, I'm getting into some of the unlockables now in this because I think I found out that there were unlockables at this point. So a Ptolemy is from Fairyland Story, so she's all chibi, a chibi witch with a little magic wand. Also unlockable is Kaori Tachibana, who is from Kirameki Star Road. I think we did Star Road. I can't be certain, but I know I played Star Road, but I, don't ask me because I don't remember that the first part, the Japanese part. But we never We never talked about that. No, you and I never did. No, yeah. but we might have. We might 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 have had. Maybe somebody else even review that. I'm, I can't be certain, but I have to go back and check. But she's a nice little chibi character, and she's a very important character. I started to mention, or I may have mentioned, that these power ups, extra power ups, which I never try to buy, but sometimes you have to buy in the later stages, can give you an extra bow and arrow after you're down to zero seconds. They can give you the power to make the ball stronger they could give you the power to make the time that your attack mode is longer it could be 50 percent longer attack mode Uh, and it can also give you another power that i don't remember but they cost money and if you spend money on that you're not going to be able to spend your fifteen thousand dollars or one thousand five hundred dollars i can't remember some form of one in a five and a bunch of zeros to buy each one of these extra characters. And you really want to buy these extra characters, even if you never use them, just for to have them to be a completionist and to have bipolar disorder. You definitely want to have them. So what she does is she increases the number of medals obtained when collecting the metal items. So every now and then a coin will drop down. They call them medals. When a medal hits your vows, instead of just being one coin, it gives you a certain value. It'll like shoot back up a little bit that shows you that you collected four medals or, or more or something like that. There's also 
I think that there's more than ability to do that. I think there might be something that drops down that also uh, gives you that ability. But she's where you're going to grind. So now you're going to grind on this game too. So it's very interesting that I think we're going to talk about three weeks of grinding games. Then we get another guy that I flipped out for, Zach. Zach is from Pulirula. Now, we definitely review Pulirula, and he gives you shielding. So what happens is for a few, uh, what is it, six seconds, you'll get a force field at the bottom where bullets won't bounce back up, but they will be absorbed. And then from New Zealand story, we get Tiki. Tiki's in there. And every time you get a different power-up, what you'll see is that not only these different power-ups and features, but your paddle, your valves will also look different. And especially for the Darius, it's really cool because you can see that there's sort of like a fish inside of there. And because it's so thin, your paddle's so thin, it's hard to make things look different. And to see a fish in there is, is really interesting. I think I named almost all of the people that you get from the levels. I think I hit all of them. I didn't mention some of the unlockables, and I'll mention them here now so you can know how to unlock these guys because you need to get this game, period. If you have an iDevice, uh, you need to get this game. You get uh, you get a, a version of Nadia, who is the person that will tell you she doesn't have any power. Sorry, I don't have any powers. Well, now she does. Nadia Vivi is actually her name. And Nadia Vivi, you get by tapping 10 Nadia icons. Now, if you don't know what 10 Nadia icons are, I sure as hell didn't. What they are, and they're called 10 Nadia coins, actually, to try to unlock her. Because you can hover all over these uh, things that are like invisible and they'll tell you how to unlock them. And to unlock her, you tap 10 Nadia coins. They're not coins. You have to go to the training area. And right under the words about training, only on one screen, like the screen that says you're about to enter training, you'll see this real pixelated thing that you wouldn't recognize as being Nadia. And you just got to hit on that 10 times and it'll go ding, 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 ding. And that's how you unlock her. To get uh, Kaori Tachibana, you use your boost power eight times. Boost power is used by some of your characters that can do the boost. Zack is unlocked by playing ranking mode once. So you also have this ranking mode, which as it sounds, will rank you against other people in the world, which of course my score was, I don't know, 25,000, something like that. And of course, I was very close to the highest score in the, in the entire world, which was 90 million, something like that. Uh, you unlock Zach by that. Tiki gets unlocked by getting 25 gold badges, as they call them, or gold coins. You get Ptolemy by entering attack mode 300 times. So by entering into your attack mode 300 times, you get Ptolemy. If it doesn't happen for you, then try to remember a stage that drops a lot of attack mode icons. But if you get through this game, you're going to have no problem. Defeat 25 bosses, and you will get the second Darius character. This is only the second hardest thing to get. Wait till you hear what the hardest one is. You will get Great Thing from the Darius series, and Great Thing is unbelievable. Once your special power comes in, he fills the entire bottom part of the screen. It's not just a power-up that comes up. And by the way, when your power-ups come up, you get a neat background. Like, say, if you get the Bubble Bobble Bob, the whole background will change to Bob, and it'll be go, yay! You know, and it'll do a certain thing, or the, or the Iron Fish. 
I'm so tired. You know, he'll show up as the background of the level to let you know that this uh, attack mode's on. But when you get giant thing, he comes up and fills the entire bottom portion of the screen and he lets loose all of these spaceship fish ships that go out and attack the blocks and attack the enemies and everything. And he's unbelievable. So he can help you do some of the later portions or go through the hard part. He's very good for going into the hard. You defeat 20 bosses to get him. So that one, I did have to go back and play through a few more bosses to unlock him. And it didn't, it didn't take me too long. And of course, you do that by going to the bosses. <laughs> the hardest person to unlock, and don't ask me why he's in here, because I thought this was a Capcom game. You unlock Sonic Blast Man. Oh my God, that was a Super Nintendo game. I remember that game. It definitely was. And it definitely was also in the arcade with a, with a punching, punching block. <laughs> the things that would uh, kill you. A machine dedicated to peace. Yes, you would punch someone in the face. Well, you actually had boxing gloves that you would put on, which would be also bad for now. And you would try to sonically blast the uh, giant one uh, bust area. I guess think of super spy when they're really close to you. Uh, you would punch them in the face to make peace happen. But yes, he was in the Super Nintendo uh, beat-em-up. To get him, you have to perform 5,000 smashes. 5,000 smashes. Now, you might be saying, what the fuck is a smash? Because I just played through this. I'm trying to shoot my bullets. I'm trying to shoot my glowing rays. No, those aren't blasts. And somehow I did blast, and I don't know how I did. I did 18 blasts, but now I got to get to 5,000. This is what made me play the game the most and the most difficultly. And I did this by playing against some of the later boss levels because they'll shoot down giant fireballs in a row one after another because sometimes your pixel pixelated boss will uh oh he'll magically transform to this 3d spaceship that looks really really cool and then he'll shoot down these big waves of fire and you can bounce them back up and it's really great you get a lot of points but smashing is where you smash you flick your paddle up up to smash the ball or the even the bullets back up in a straight line so that's what smashing is so try to smash throughout the game so you don't have to fucking do like i did and have to go back and try to play through the entire game what i failed to mention is when nadia gets powered up yes she's uh, nadia nadia awakening in parentheses awakening and now her power up is also a metal amp seven seconds you get 300 percent of your metal value which uh when you're going through the hard mode you're going to need to be buying those power-ups because hard mode is nuts like i mentioned you can't let any of the bullets get through i can't see you getting through those final levels or any of the harder levels in hard mode unless you're a maniac Okay, here comes Nadia. It's the end of the game. We're receiving reports from all over the galaxy that the invaders are fleeting, fleeting, fleeing, fleeting. I can't remember because I bounced off of it. And it's all thanks to you. You've saved the galaxy from the alien threat. And there's no mistakes in these English translations. The future of mankind is secure once again. Thank goodness. You're one heck of a pilot. <laughs> Every time I take a pause here, it's because I got to go to the next screen. Oh my God. Here's one that just says no. And then you got to tap the screen to get to the next next part. One heck of a partner. Uh, I guess you're going to go into business. I'm proud of you. We just had a message from command. Okay, who cares? 
the remaining invaders have the, <laughs> the remaining invaders have regrouped and are preparing to launch an all-out assault on another galaxy. <laughs> Boy, she didn't wait long to tell you that. They must be trying to find somewhere to invade where we can't stop them. And I've been assigned to go after them. I wish we could go together, but the orders say that you're to stay behind in case they return. Our galaxy will still need you. I'll never forget what we've been through together. Ellipses that go for on forever. Dot, 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 dot. Anyway, it's time to go. I look forward to hearing reports of your exploits from my new galaxy far away. <laughs> this is where it pulls on your heartstrings. And maybe one day we'll meet again. And that's your uh, Arkanoid versus Space Invaders. What a game. What a game. You put in some legendary hours into that. Oh, my God, did I? And now I'm going to tell you the years that all of these games came out. <laughs> <laughs> and half of them I will tell you in snooze form. I guess I can tell you one thing, though, before we say thank you and good night. It started from games that came out in 1982, which, of course, was Frontline, and it ended in the game from Groove Coaster 3X Dream Party, which ended in 2017. So you get characters from the Taito catalog from 1982 to 2017. So that is it, man, and that is what I've been playing lately, and playing the most so that you could find out all about this and just like when i went through all the stats on uh the fighting what was the fighting game we paid where you punch people in the mouth punch out just like when when i went through every single version of punch out and wrote down all the stats for every single player and then i found out that all that was online i'm sure that all these unlockable characters and where they're from and the date they came out is probably online but I took screenshots to get all this information from you, and then I pasted in their name by some games that I didn't recognize characters from, and I had to look up what game they came from. Okay, man, hey, oh my god, it's another freaking epic episode. This is terrible. Thanks for sticking around with us, and we hope that you like us. Bye-bye. Good night.
Yeah! <laughs>